Hey everyone, this is Dr. Eric and Coach Chris with Healthy For Now podcast number 18. We are rolling. It is week two in nutrition and kind of taking a different spin with what we've done. I thought our last podcast was our best one yet just because it was the first time that we had to sit down, research, plan it out. We're getting more organized. We're doing everything that we need to do to kind of take this podcast to the next level. We appreciate all of the listeners that we have, and we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep helping more people get the right information out there. Um, today's kind of a our first touchy subject, our first controversial subject, just because people don't like to talk about it, and it is obesity. And the reason that people don't want to talk about it is I have no problem talking about it in my office. If it, someone's getting better, and so say that their pain level started at an eight, and now we two, we're two months in and it's down to a two. They're like, I just want to get this last little bit. What do I need to do? I'm like, hey, let's focus on losing some weight because being a little bigger, a little obese, a little fatter doesn't help on your joints. So just to start off the podcast, uh, besides the intro that we just did, I wanted to give a couple statistics out on obesity in America. Now, I talked to Chris before the podcast about a couple of these but I want to, he wanted to be shocked and he wanted to be surprised with some of the stuff that I'm going to bring up because of the research that I found. So the first thing that popped up and on the CDC's website when I typed in obesity was that we are the 13th country or nation, whatever you want to call it. We're number 13 in obesity. So there are only 12 countries that are more obese than us. You're like, okay, that's not the worst thing in the world, but the 12 ahead of us are all small Polynesian islands. So if you like American Samoa is number one. So if you think of like, okay, watch, have you seen the movie Maui? Yes. All, most of the people in the village are larger individuals. That is what their kind of stereotype is. And I know that's not the best way to look at it, but 12 of these islands all share the same type of kind of culture. So yes, they're all going to be a little larger than we are. The, so I saw that more as we're the we're the one nation, one country that is high on just like spending money, economics. We spend more than half of the world's total budget. If you have the world budget, we spend more than half of it on healthcare. How are we as Americans spending over half of the world's budget on healthcare still the the 13th fattest fucking country in the world. That alone makes no sense. It, we're sitting at 42%, 42.5% of our population is obese. We're just under half that, hold on, Chris, that tripled in the, I mean, I'm getting a little heated, but that tripled over the last 25, 30 years. That is ridiculous. What has happened over the last 35 or 25, 30 years that led us to this point? We're going to get to that. Well, we're getting to some of the reasons that we think that is. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that this is re that this is real. This is in a day-to-day -day society. But we have to look in the mirror and figure out, hey, what can we do to change? How can we help our communities? Chris and I are doing that by this podcast and by him helping his clients, me helping my patients. This is where we need to go. Chris, you had a question or you're going to say a statement or something? You no, know, dude, I don't have a question. I probably have lots of questions. I do have a question. I don't want to go in that angle just yet. I just want to feel shocked for a second. And I really want to, so when, when shocking things happen in 
kind of when I'm, I'm, I'm doing like a coaching session. Like, I think it's important to soak those things up and not necessarily move to the next topic so fast or the next whatever, because your brain's probably going hundred miles an hour. And I know I saw you getting amped up about this and it's four, he said 42%. Now we're going to get into context of healthy and unhealthy nutrition in, in just a few minutes, but yo, almost half is overweight, obese, fat. What the hell? That, that was as of 2018. I, Let me it, throw that in there. Man, so it's more now. It's not even re- like, and it's not talked about because we want to shy away from these sorts of things because it's maybe not politically correct or some shit. But yo, look around. Almost one in two people is fat and overweight. And if you've never been there, it's a terrible place to be for so many different reasons. And I'm just blown away. I'm just blown away by that, but uh, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, let me get, okay. The other, the other mind blowing statistic that I found a lot of this other stuff that I was researching is like, okay, yeah, you could, yeah, I can say that and it does, it's not going to hit home, but I think almost half of our country being overweight or obese is a huge statistic. The other one that I thought was really cool was, I'm just going to read this, um, obesity-related medical costs in the United States in 2008 were estimated at $147 billion. Annually, nationwide productivity cost of obesity-related absenteeism ranges between $3.38 billion and $6.38 billion. So that is saying, so let me, let me kind of like not dumb that down, but bring that to reality. So that means that if you are obese, you are spending an extra, or you are spending an extra 1000, where's the number? Uh, I lost it. It was like $1,200 or something like that. An extra $1,200 a year, you are spending on healthcare costs on average than someone who's not obese. So you are spending an extra $1,200 per year. So say that you're doing that for 30 years old, all the way up to, we'll just make an even number, 80 years old. That's 50 years, 50 times even a thousand. That's $50,000 that you're spending just from being obese. That blows my mind. You just chose not to do the 200 math real fast there. Like you said, $1,200. Well, yeah, I mean, fine, it's $62,000. $62, that's what it is. But either way, I rounded down. Just, oh, I mean, that's another it's still mind blowing because it's fifty thousand dollars minimum that you're spending, and that doesn't include all of the other comorbidities that come later in life. And that doesn't include people who are healthy. Yo, my health insurance. Selfishly, I'm going to tell you right now, my health insurance is expensive because of someone else. Because that's of how PPOs and HPO or whatever they are, that's how all that shit works. Health, Group insurance health is insurance is really confusing, man. It's 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 really pretty crazy. But I think I, just that alone, that number, twelve hundred dollars a year, and it this really doesn't matter where the stats come from. It, that's a huge number. If someone came up with that, obviously there's a fucking problem with hundred percent with these sorts of things, man. Obesity is a problem. It. I mean, okay, and. I understand some of you, if not, I guarantee at least one person out there who's listening is like, oh, but like, if I do my BMI, it says that I'm overweight and I'm thin. It's like, okay, are you six, eight? Because it's not, I mean, there's, there are different things. 
And I don't mean obese from like a category standpoint of I am obese on this chart. You're not obese unless I'm, there are different ways around that, but like some comorbidities. I mean, Chris, you hey, used, man, to, you used to be a little bigger. Eric, used to be fat. Eric, don't try and be, here's what I'll tell you right now. We can't be sensitive to this topic. You know, you and I both have love in our hearts to support people in health, nutrition, fitness, you know, mindset support to get these things right in their lives. And yeah, I don't know who's listening to this podcast. I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast, but I, here's what I, I'll ask of you, Eric, as we move forward, dude, don't, don't desensitize these topics. This is, this is the truth, you know, and the truth hurts. Like people should know this information and not shy away from it because it takes everybody it takes everybody to help find a solution over time. Yeah, that's true. Another fun thing that I read today that I thought was pretty interesting was that if you have a college degree or if you have a college education, that level gives you less likely chance to be obese because you understand more, you're learning, you're doing all that stuff. I thought that was pretty cool um race and ethnicity i think it's pretty well known that what about that freshman 15 though freshman 15 uh, so yeah what? well i i didn't it never hit me i'm still waiting for it but um uh, another thing is let's see okay if i said death high blood pressure high cholesterol type 2 diabetes coronary heart disease stroke gallbladder disease osteoarthritis sleep apnea um cancer mental illness or mental health illness and then aches and pains would you want any of that no the answer is no all of those all of those stem from being obese if you're obese now and you don't want to change your life and you don't want to get any better you can at least you can guarantee that you're going to have at least one of those you need to get healthy now you need to start focusing now Everyone can do better. Chris can do better. I can do better. But we need to make sure that if you're not in a good place, if you're not in a happy place, you need to figure out what is going to get you to that spot. Because you can, all of these are avoidable. Fuck the medication aspect of things. I had a patient that it pissed me off, kind of. Not, she didn't piss me off, but the situation pissed me off. She just retired. She, um, when did she retire? February, March. So she started coming in about three weeks ago and then okay so stroke in general like high blood pressure and stroke if it gets high enough and stays high enough it's like hey trigger hey we're gonna have a stroke so her blood pressure was 238 or 240 over 160 for about a week and a half straight and i'm like okay i don't feel i don't feel comfortable adjusting you just because of the whole chiropractic can cause stroke bullshit drama nah whatever but um i don't know anything about that man Right, so it's 0. 0. 0.00000, so 0. 0.50s, 2.5% of all chiropractic adjustments could potentially end in stroke. 2.5% of all neurosurgeries end in death. So it's like, okay, which is going to happen? High blood pressure, yeah. if you have blood pressure over 200 consistently, that's not good. That is going to lead you to a stroke. So this patient had this, and I recognize like, hey, this isn't good. Let's go get this figured out. What's the reason? 
Okay. Her doctor first said, okay, we're going to try a new blood pressure medication. Nothing fucking worked. Weird. Oh, we're going to double the dose. Nothing fucking worked. Weird. Let's try to understand what is wrong with the patient and not try to mask it by some stupid fucking medication. So I sat down. Actually, I'm sitting down. I talked to her today. She's coming in later this week. We're going to sit down. We're going to be like, hey, what can we do to lower this blood pressure? High blood pressure is a response from your fucking body saying, hey, I need my heart to pump a little harder. Why? Are you obese? That's a huge reason. Age takes a huge factor into it too. But it's to the point where it's like, hey, we need to figure out the underlying cause of this shit and stop masking it with other medication, supplementation. Make sure you're moving right. Make sure you're acting right. Make sure you're doing the things you need to do. Now, I'm not saying medication's bad at all the time and supplementation's bad all the time. I'm saying that a lot of people use that as a shitty ass crutch. This is going to be the podcast I probably cuss the most in. It's because everyone has an excuse. That plain and simple. I use excuses sometimes. Chris uses excuses. I hear excuses every day. I don't necessarily want to hear them, but I want people to understand that, hey, that is an excuse. You can still do something. Because all those things that I listed are miserable fucking aspects of life. I mean, type 2 diabetes is super common. Coronary heart disease. Heart disease, I'm pretty sure, is the second leading killer. Or no, I think it's the first killer. First leading killer of men over the age of 30. Second being suicide, which is skyrocketing now anyway. I don't want to get into that. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But um, like heart disease is very easily managed. Like just be healthy. Change one aspect of your diet and you'll notice a huge difference. What's up? So Eric's Eric's ranting right now. It's great. I do this about once every two weeks. Yo, I love it. And you know what? You know what that draws attention to is that he's passionate about and he get like he he gives a damn about these types of subjects. And it takes people like Eric to help make a difference and to do the right thing. And I'll repeat it. It takes everybody. This isn't everybody problem. This is a not, this is not a health professional problem. This is not something that we, this is everyone. It costs you money and pain and you might, it might happen to you. I see people I know I knew 10 years ago, they 30 pounds, 50 pounds overweight and going up. And I'm like, here's, I don't want to go down this path just yet, but for me being the kind of person and Eric wanting to help others, yo, we want to say something. We want to like intervene, but where is that our responsibility? It's, it's not really, it's not. Cause I can't tell someone what to do cause I'll create resistance there. And, but as a culture, we ignore these things. We think they're going to fix themselves. We blame someone else. We say, yeah, America's fat. It's not my problem. I'm not fat. Or, hey, what do we do about this? This starts young. And the biggest thing that I found with the information that I was looking at was a lot of the guidelines out there are for people like me and Eric to interpret and then pass on. There's not necessarily the great funnel for the proper information being taught at an early age. So for us to make an impact, we need to wake up people who are maybe our age, who are having children right now, because when they have children and they pass on really stupid nutrition skills and advice, 
this problem keeps growing. So it takes inspiration to get it solved. It takes intervention to get it solved. And this is a complex and sensitive topic because individuals want to ignore it, but there are solutions. And Eric's getting fired up because obesity is a problem. I was walking the stairs today at the mound and I saw a woman really struggling, man. I was doing laps around her and hey, I don't know the situation, but I know Maybe that, that was she, her first day. It could have, yeah, I'm not even gonna go, I'm not even gonna entertain that whole like what if. Right. But it just points to the fact that like, yo, we're moving in the direction of one in two people being that, being in that scenario. And that's not okay, man. It's not okay. And it's, it's expensive. It is, for sure. I, I two, thing, two, to, uh, two points. So I love the fact that you brought that up because the, the larger person, the fatter person going up those stairs and just kind of being out of breath I have, or in my parents' neighborhood, there's this older gentleman that, actually, your neighborhood too. <laughs> so um, he's he lives uh, other side of Shadow Ridge from Phil or Wesley. Either way, so he's probably 80. I'm guessing. I'm terrible at age guessing. He has a walker. He's out there walking every single morning. I saw him when I was living at my parents' house and I drove to work, saw him every morning walking. He was doing something. That lady was doing something. They are doing something to better themselves and it's all, everyone starts somewhere. I'm glad that I see these people doing it because it's like, okay, these people, why can't everyone do this? Why? I mean, why? It's, it, it's a can't. time. It's, time management. Yeah, it's not even time, man. It's, you know, so for the, so for, I made a post today, right? For the busy person, it's time. But for the busy person, the busy person is full of shit. Like the person who says they're busy, yo, they're totally full of shit. I'll tell you right now, that is a terrible mindset to take for life. You are not that busy. But it's a cop-out. It's an excuse. And that bothers the crap. And that's what fires me up when someone says they're busy, too busy for their health. But there's education. There's social determinants to the access of proper health and you know, this podcast isn't reaching the right people. You know, these sorts of things, this type of information isn't reaching the right people who people who actually truly need it, need the wake up call. This stuff, so the, the dietary guidelines between 2015 and 2020 is for, like I said, for people like health professionals and like people who are in politics to make laws and do these sorts of things. Until us as a culture, as a whole, decide that, and we have leaders who take responsibility for these sorts of things, realize that our current normal is not okay and that we're, we're on a rocket ship to the sun and we're going to explode, and they make an actual change, like a massive change to wake America up, yeah, we're going to struggle for a long time because it takes education at the youth level. It takes interventions for people eric if i was down the wrong path would you have enough balls and guts to tell me how it really is yeah interventions are things for a reason i would most people most people won't yo like if you have an like a seriously overweight family member and you're not willing to tell them the truth that you're worried about their health they're not going to take it properly i tell you that straight up like that's a hard conversation to have with anybody 
That is a hard, because someone has to do it for themselves, not for other people. But if you're not willing, I had to make this kind of like conscious decision in my mind. I am willing. I don't like to hurt people. I don't like to, to, to like really make someone really live in pain. But I am okay breaking off a relationship with someone if I have to tell them the truth and they don't like it sort of thing. Yo, you're going to die at an early age because you are morbidly obese. There are people who need to hear that actual statement. And hey, I'm here to help you. I don't know how to do that, but I'm here to figure it out with you because <laughs> you don't know how to right. do it either. Otherwise, you would have done it for yourself. So it's a trap, man. It's a bad cycle, dude. And there are so many things that you said something about. You said something about doctors, doctor prescribing more medication. Yo, there and there are great doctors out there. And there's also some bad ones, you know, and the bad ones are pushing pills and pushing whatever and just trying to get paid and they're in it for the wrong reasons. And you know what really frustrates me is an overweight. No, well, yeah, but like the an overweight doctor or a health professional or nurse who's not practicing what they preach, man. So I'm not saying that they need to be like lean, mean, look like a, a fitness trainer. And I'm not saying that I haven't had my own struggles. But yo, you're, my doctor should not be overweight. Otherwise, I'm going to find a new doctor. You would think. We had, so there's this girl that was at our chiropractic school. She was morbidly obese. Why is that the normal? America sucks. I was talking two two quick stories. I was talking to um, the guy in England today. I was my new marketing guy and all that type of stuff talking to him. And then we started talking about like America. He's like, America's a joke. I'm like, yeah, no shit. We all know. (laughs) So this is someone from another country realizing that we suck. The majority of the world thinks that we are fucking idiots. So let's change for the better. So that was pretty funny. Second story is we had this chick at our chiropractic school. I can't remember her name because I only talked to her fiance at the time, but she was probably two years below me, morbidly obese, could not walk from the parking lot to the fucking building. And it was less than like an eighth of a mile from where we could park. Blows my mind. She's like, well, I'm, I'm using this to be a nutritionist. What? Not one person's going to fucking believe anything you say because you have to practice what you preach. Blows my fucking mind. No. Either way, no. I agree. No, I mean, and I could, sit the, I could say the same thing about my industry. I've seen some fat ass trainers and it doesn't mean that they don't know. Like education is different than implementation. Yo, because that's, that's the biggest factor. The information is out there. People like you and me are sitting here, you know, trying to tell the world, get your shit together. We're here to help. But people have to want to change. And I think there's a lot of factors. It's not all their fault. It, it's not their fault. There is so many odds against. It takes a lot. For me, it takes a lot. It has taken a lot to get myself to a point where I feel damn good about my body and feel damn good about my health. And this can, can continue to take effort. And I would tell that to anybody who wants to better their health and get healthy. And this is how I want to transition into our next piece is the context. Is that okay? You can throw something else out here. 
uh, you said you were talking about um, like repeating the cycle over and over and over with like you, we see our, our friends having kids and all that type of stuff. I want to talk about family predisposition real quick. Um, just because I had that bolded as the last note that I had for the research that I was doing. So like when I hear I'm fat because my family's fat or I'm, I have heart disease because my family's heart disease, or I have bad joints because my great grandma had bad joints. I have scoliosis because some, it is, your genes are similar, correct. That is true. You get half your genes from your mom, half your genes from your dad, and then the random expression is all throughout your life and all that fun stuff. Environmental factors take more into consideration on what goes on in your life than what you're predisposed to from your genes. Now, what that means is that you do not have to fall down. I look at, you don't have to go down the same road as everyone else. I look at it as you have, I don't want to explain this. So you have, your family probably grew up eating the same shit that their grandparents fed them that their grandparents fed them. There's a reason that like my, my favorite food, more, more or less. Now that's not 100% true all the time. I get that. But you do the same things that you were brought up doing because it's hard to break those cycles. You learn, you learn this behavior as a kid. So you're gonna more likely keep going down the same thing. So is it necessarily the genes that you have from your parents or is it the environmental factors that are portraying that to make sure that, okay, if my family ate like shit, I'm going to eat like shit because that's all I know how. So those genes are going to express in that way instead of changing your diet, changing those habits, changing those environmental behaviors to make sure that that doesn't happen. Now, you can be predisposed to something that doesn't mean that it's going to happen because you are ultimately in control of what happens in your life, what you put in your body, the exercise that you do, the exercise that you don't do. Ultimately, your genes are there, but you can turn them on and off depending on what are the healthy and unhealthy things you do throughout your life. So I just wanted to hit a little like predis of family predisposition and family familial traits and all that shit, because it's hogwash. I mean, you are ultimately in control. You can change. You can do something completely different. Now there's going to be a small percentage that is, that just doesn't work with. I get that, but you ultimately can be the change in your life. Go ahead. Well, I think that's a great segue because I didn't mean to change it, but no, 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 no. I actually like where you took that because it, it brings me to the point of culture. Yo, so we have American culture and then we have your own kind of personal community culture, however big that big or small that is. And Eric made a good point. Yo, these things, you eat what you eat a lot of times because that's like your social gatherings and family gatherings dictate these things. So Eric and I got off on it. Uh, a couple probably like 10 episodes ago talking about Thanksgiving and so think about your Thanksgiving what does that look like if you celebrate that sort of thing you celebrate that traditional let's call it American Thanksgiving where it's just like all about food yo holidays and it's getting into holiday season yo your jeans are going to start popping those buttons because we consume, we just consume, consume, consume. We just want more and more. We think more is better and it's not. It's so not. And we're so distracted with so many other things on our phones and technology that we're like really not mindful to our body cues about eating. 
and, and I'm not gonna I'm not really gonna get into that whole shebang, but uh yeah, I just said the word shebang. But uh think about your culture. And for me, you know, the career I chose, where I'm going with my life and how I want to live my life, you know, I want to make a generational change to how the health of my future family is going to be. And that's my immediate family right now. And that's my myself right now. And then it's also, you know, the clients that I work with, you know, online in the sense like, hey, this is about you right now, but this is really about your family. Is If you get yourself right, if you get yourself in shape and you feel really good about yourself, that energy gets, you know, transferred to your, to your kids and to your significant other and then that stuff gets passed on. So over time, if you, you can make an impact on your whole generation by just what you do and the decisions you make right now. So Eric and I want to talk about what unhealthy is and what healthy is. And I'm going to keep it real brief and throw it back to him. But your definition of healthy is way different from mine. And that is totally okay. You do not need to believe what I believe. Same with Eric. But I'll tell you, when someone says, here's a healthy recipe, and they give it to me, I'm like, yo, healthy to who? Or I see it on social. Someone's like, here's a healthy recipe. And I'm like, yo, your context of healthy is so far from like, let's even let's even use the national guidelines, which are not fantastic, but they're better than everything else. Those are so far off, man. You know, so that all that really says is, what is your nutrition philosophy? What do you believe? What things work for you? What do you, what do you know? And what's working? And that ties into your goals. But your definition of healthy and unhealthy is like a really big continuum. And I don't even know if that's the right word, but I think we all know that processed foods are not as good, as healthy, as good for you, clearly, hopefully you know that as whole foods. But where that gray area is in the middle is frustrating for people like me because people don't know. It's clear that they just don't, they don't either pay attention, they don't care to know, they don't, it wasn't taught to them, wasn't taught to them. We're taking PE out of schools. This stuff starts young, man. And a lot of the information out there from like the government and these guidelines isn't treating the problem. It's more for prevention in the future. So, you know, you can be a, a great impact on preventing these things in the future. And that's what I say. That's what I mean when I say it takes everyone. We can all work towards the prevention. The treatment right now, yo, that's a totally different ballgame. Proactive versus reactive. I bring it up all the time. I mean, it's not necessarily making sure that everything is all good and dandy now. It's making sure that things are good and dandy for the future. You just said the, I mean, the exact same thing, but in the opposite form. It's, we need to make sure that every, I'm not muted, am I? Cool, no. I need to make sure that, <laughs> I was just like, man, I muted it in a second. But um, yeah, we need to make sure. So like my definition of healthy is like moving towards wellness like moving towards feeling great like i don't necessarily think of 
healthy nutrition as you have to eat right. No, you have to eat the things that your body needs. It's like what it's live, eat to live rather than live to eat. Yes, sir. So like we need to make sure, in my opinion, everything that I do, and this is how health is to me, like Chris said, it doesn't have to be like that to you. Chris and I, I know are probably on different aspects. We have different definitions of it. But for me, it's doing something or eating something that is going to push me and push my body towards a positive goal, towards a positive well-being, towards a positive status or something like that. Because when you're not doing that, when you're doing the exact opposite, when you're not working out, when you're eating like shit, when you're not moving, your, your body is moving away from wellness. So if you talk about like wellness and death and you have a like a two ends of a meter stick, one end is health or one end is wellness, however you want to talk about it. The other half is death. If you're doing, if you're eating like shit, you're pushing yourself closer to that death mark and away from wellness. So like that, that's how I view my, that's how my definition of health and unhealthy, like healthy and unhealthy are, are English second language. But it's just like, you need to make sure that everything is kind of pushing towards that positive, that positive side of that yardstick. You need to keep moving towards wellness, towards health. Um, it's cheesy, but I saw this on some other chiropractor thing. It's like, you can't have health without heal. So like you have to constantly be healing yourself and making sure that you're doing better. And I mean, it starts, I mean, I guess we're just talking about health in general now, but I mean, back to obesity, like being obese, pushing you towards that death side, all those the, the 10 things that are listed about comorbidities, pushing you towards the left side, exponentially more than just having one of those. So all of those are like, you can get, you can change your lifestyle and help fix all those. You just have to be, you just have to bite the bullet, do it. It's going to be hard work, but focus on it now. So you don't have to worry about it later. Focus on it now. So it's one less thing that you got to worry about when you're 70 years old. Our bodies are not meant to live forever. We are not meant to live forever. I don't care what sci-fi shit you watch. We are not meant to live to be a hundred. Name was, I want someone to find a, a very healthy, mobile, 100-year-old, and I want you to send me a video or send me an article about it. And the, I, I know there's some out there. I get that. But also, it's very, very rare because our bodies break down. Our joints aren't, I mean, the lubrication in our joints don't last that long. So we are constantly degrading over time. So give your body the tools to stay healthy not obese. When you're obese, you have extra pressure on these joints. When people, if you have pain on the middle and the in, like on the inside of your knee, the middle part, not the outside, and you're overweight, I wish I looked that statistic up now that I'm talking about it. It's like you, you lose, you lose 10%. Every 10 pounds is 50% less pain in your knees or something like that blows my mind 10 fucking pounds now it's not like okay 20 pounds is 100 percent. it goes 50 and then 50 of that 50 50 of that 50 so if you lose 40 pounds if you need to lose 100 pounds and you lose 40 pounds that is exponentially less pressure on your knees and that is just one set of joints that i'm talking about it's everywhere fix your life start today what you look like you have something to say i feel like i'm running for fucking politician Eric's Eric's preaching, preaching to the Eric Tennis for president, twenty twenty four. Not even old enough. Um, Nor would I ever fucking have that job ever. 
Yeah, nobody wants that job, man. That's, that's, that's Hell no. That's why we have two idiots doing it. Yeah. Running. So, um, as far as healthy, unhealthy, I'm not going to dive into you. Just, I just want people to choose a – if we're talking about – the, the podcast is about obesity. It's about risk factors, about unhealthy nutrition. There's still a couple more things to get to. But in regards to, you know, how does this stuff actually apply to you? And it, it has to do with your philosophy, your choices. Your choices are what Eric was saying is your choices make a difference. And everyday choices, and these things compound over time. And I can tell when I look at someone you know, I have a, I like to say I have the superpower of seeing people's potential. And you can also see like where they're dropping the ball. It's just like, yo, you just either, you just either super lazy or you just don't know, you know? And I like to think they don't know that they're not just like lazy and not doing anything about it because that means that they're missing some serious self-love and also some, someone giving them the love enough to tell them how it really is because yeah, we want you to be around for as long as you want to be around. And it's, it's quality of life. Quantity, I have no idea what's, nobody, nobody knows where the, where the quantity is coming from, but uh, quality matters. So I, I think there's a couple ways to look at this. You know, from a healthy nutrition standpoint, you should have an 80-20 rule. That's one way. You could be all in, intuitive on how you eat. Could pay attention to ratios. You could have rules for yourself as far as healthy nutrition, um, and, and these sorts of things matter. So, you know, if we're talking about, um, so <laughs> we're we're back here. Uh, I had to hit the pause button, and, and Eric, I, Eric, and I had to make sure we were staying on staying on track with this specific podcast, and you know, not getting ahead of ourselves. We're really passionate about these sorts of subjects, and it's easier for it's very easy for us to kind of fall into the trap of like preaching on here. And we want to make sure that we're we're on point. Uh, we appreciate you listening and giving us your valuable time, and we definitely want to annoy you uh, with repeating things and those sorts of you know, angles, but um, really what we were getting into and what we're going to wrap up with here in a second is the context of healthy versus unhealthy. That matters. It matters so much in the sense that it seems that, from my opinion, and I know others would agree with me, my generation and probably people for sure younger than me and older than me are getting a lot of their information from social platforms, which is great but also really, really scary because where's the truth? People are, and people are quick to judge you and these sorts of things. So just know the difference between unhealthy and healthy and define what the podcast name is healthy for now. What is your philosophy on being healthy for now? Get a little bit more clear on that. It takes a second. It takes a few minutes. I think that's a really good thing. This podcast is for you, and we want you to keep improving yourself, keep getting better. We're going to dive in next time into more about culture, how we got here, Some talk about some cool documentaries. I think Eric and I are going to spend the week, at least I know I am, kind of zipping through some, some Netflix shows and, and really kind of seeing like what information is being passed out because – I don't necessarily always watch those sorts of things and consume that stuff because 
I, when I get on Netflix, I get enough of nutrition stuff in my day to day and I want to watch something more entertaining. Um, but I know those things are popular in a lot of a lot of y'all's lives. You like those documentaries and they get your attention. And so, hey, what kind of content's out there and where is our culture shaped as far as the media is concerned? And, you know, where are we headed in the future past past 2020? Let's put this stuff in the in our uh, rear view and, and keep uh, trying to live healthy for now. So uh, until next time, yo, give us a review. Apparently you're supposed to review on Apple Podcasts, not on Spotify. So if you're a Spotify listener, I'm so grateful you're here. Please, please go review us on Apple Podcasts for a second. You don't need an Apple account uh, and we can move on from there. I have no idea about Google Podcasts. If you can review us on there, let us know how we're doing and let's uh, let's keep moving in the right direction. This is Healthy For Now podcast number 18. We've got a part two, potentially part three coming up in the next coming weeks.